listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Are the Denver Broncos really on a fast track to make it back to the playoffs in 2021? That's the plan that George Payton has. Plus, what are the top three positions of need? And we reflect on the Broncos' top three interceptions of 2020 on today's Top 3 Thursday episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team every day. From the South Stands to the End Zone, I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos Insider for the Locked On NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Work NFL. Make sure you like the show on social media at Lockdown Broncos. And make sure you guys are subscribed for daily exclusive Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage here on the Lockdown NFL Network on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and our good friends over there at Spotify. On today's episode of the show, folks, happy Thursday. Hope you guys are doing well. We're going to go through the Broncos salary cap situation as they enter the offseason with the fourth most cap space available. What type of flexibility does that provide them with? And also, according to Mike Kliss of 9 News Denver, the Broncos are looking to be in a position to compete in the playoffs in 2021. What moves make sense for the Broncos? And we also shut down some of the speculation that's going on in Broncos country from these other outside outlets, plus the NFL could still have an increase in salary cap due to the overall TV deals that are still being negotiated by the league. Then we get into our top three Thursday. We take a look at top positions of need. We interact with Broncos country, and we go over our top three interceptions by the Broncos last season. So with that said, let's get into our Denver Broncos news and notes here on today's episode of the show. And first things first, on yesterday's episode of the show, we talked about the Broncos pending deadlines coming up with Justin Simmons. They'd like to work out a long-term deal with him and the potential club options of Kareem Jackson and Von Miller. Well, right now, the Broncos, they sit comfortably in terms of cap space. They've got the fourth most available cap space going into 2021 How does this provide them with flexibility to maybe make some moves or to be able to afford some of these higher price moves that maybe it's going to cost them to keep several players like Von Miller? With $42.3 million of cap space available right now, the Broncos are actually sitting in a pretty good position to be able to bring back guys like Von Miller, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, and Shelby Harris. That's all very possible. And you need to leave about $9 million left over by the time the draft class obviously comes in to be able to pay them for the 2021 season there is a chance that the salary cap for the team will actually increase and that's all pending on the NFL's engaged talks right now regarding the TV and network deals some of the rumors out there say that if the NFL and these network deals go through this could raise the overall cap space in the NFL to potentially $193 million. That's great. That would give teams a lot more flexibility to do even more. Denver could definitely take care of everybody. I mean, with the salary cap space they have now they could definitely take care of the guys that you know they, they want to keep in-house and focus on that here. Uh, also, one of the things I wanted to talk about here as it pertains to the salary cap, there's a lot of these outside outlets. There's a lot of blogs out there that are saying that the Broncos, they're more than likely going to do this. They're going to do that. But here's the deal. These guys have no idea what's going on in Denver. George Payton has come in and he's kept a very tight lid on his plans. Now, for him being a former assistant GM in Minnesota, one thing he has been on, he has been on the phones. He's answered phones in regards to teams that have called about Drew Locke. George Payton has told those teams, we're not trading Drew Locke. We're not looking to at this time. He's also been on the phones, being able to look at how the Broncos could upgrade their roster. He's doing due diligence on a lot of these available players in free agency or potentially they're on organizations entering their final year where maybe they might trade for them. 
That is what a good general manager does. Now, we have yet to see what George Payton can truly do, right? Because free agency hasn't even started. That starts here in a couple weeks. March 17th is when it kicks off. We'll have you covered here. Lockdown Broncos with all the news and information that you need. But according to Mike Kliss of 9 News Denver, he says that the, George Payton wants to put the Broncos in a position to compete for the playoffs with Vic Fangio in 2021, whether it be with a 10-6 and record or a 9-7 and record. The goal and the optimism is that George Payton is going to do everything possible to arm the Broncos with a roster that can make that possible. So when we take a look at some of these outside blogs and these speculative reports about the Broncos more than likely going to cut Kareem Jackson, more than likely going to cut Von Miller, those types of moves don't tell me that the Broncos are looking to compete in the playoffs in 2021. That tells me that they're looking to rebuild. Denver is not in that point yet. George Payton wants the Broncos to be successful. He wants them to be competitive. It is a big year for Vic Fangio as he enters the third season as the head coach of the organization. And so the pressure is on for Vic Fangio. Do you think that George Payton is going to disarm Vic Fangio of the personnel and the talent that he needs in order for the Broncos to have the best possible chance to win football games, to compete in the AFC West, and to compete for a potential playoff spot next season. It doesn't make any sense. So folks, please, at this time, when you see these blogs put this information out, be very careful investing in it as if it is true value. Because at this time, nobody has an idea about what the Broncos are going to be doing besides George Payton, besides Vic Fangio, and obviously the executive staff there in that front office. They are collaboratively working together here. And the only talk that has legitimacy to what I have heard is that the Broncos are focused on keeping this roster intact and building it and obviously focusing on the defense. You do that with guys like Kareem Jackson. It doesn't make any sense financially to get rid of Kareem Jackson, even though his contract is going to be pretty high in 2021. It doesn't make any sense to get rid of him when he is playing at a high level that is worthy of a brand new contract. Same thing with Justin Simmons. He went on Sirius XM Radio. He's excited about the possibilities that lie ahead. He wants to stay in Denver. He believes that Denver wants him back. So there's that domino right there. And then Von Miller. We've heard it from Ian Rappaport. We've heard it mutually that the Broncos want him back. He wants to come back. This signifies to me that the Broncos aren't just going to cut bait with these guys just so they can compete for the playoffs because their path to the playoffs, getting rid of those guys, makes zero sense. I mean, it becomes, I think, almost impossible at that point without Von Miller, without Kareem Jackson, and no immediate upgrade behind those guys. That, to me, is where the writing is on the wall. If you look past all the smokescreen and all the, the rumors and the fake BS that we're seeing out there being constantly regurgitated and people talking about it when there's really no talking point for it, then we get into these debates on social media. It becomes very toxic. But, folks, trust me, the Broncos, they have a plan. George Payton isn't going to be reckless. He's going to put the Broncos in a position to best succeed in 2021, and it's going to be more than likely restructuring guys like Von Miller and Kareem Jackson's deals and re-signing Justin Simmons. That's how you build. That's how you compete for the playoffs in 2021. Well, Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to begin our top three Thursday. First off with the top positions of need. And we engaged with Broncos country and asked them what they believe the top positions of need are for free agency and the NFL draft. But before we get to that, folks, I got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That's our good friends over there, rockauto.com. And rockauto.com is a fan owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years and you could go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts 
from hundreds of manufacturers. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why should you have to endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand that his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. And the rockauto.com catalog is unique and it's remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle based on year, make, model. You could choose the brands, specifications, and even the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Lockdown Broncos in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. rockauto.com and just a reminder, as you continue to listen to Lockdown Broncos, folks, I just want to say, look, if you're not already listening to Lockdown Nuggets hosted by Adam Matas and Matt Moore, you are missing out because the Denver Nuggets are starting to put together some really fun basketball. Nikola Jokic is virtually unstoppable, a triple-double machine, not to mention he's starting to throw it down now. He's starting to dunk on people. Jamal Murray's playing really good. If you guys want to catch some of the recap of what's happening with the Denver Nuggets as they head into the All-Star break, one more game left this week until the All-Star game this upcoming weekend where Nikola Jokic will be representing the Denver Nuggets. Check out Locked On Nuggets today, hosted by Adam Mates and Matt Moore here on the Locked On Podcast Network. But ladies and gentlemen, as we continue on with today's episode of the show here, we're getting into our top three Thursday and our top positions of need going into this next season. And I wanted to ask Broncos country here, I'll give you my top three positions of need for Denver, but we also asked Broncos country this question. We had some amazing insight from the avid listeners of the show. As always, no surprise there. So starting things off here, the top three positions that I believe the Broncos have to address this offseason, in my opinion, one is cornerback. The second one is safety, and I think the third one will be linebacker. I don't see too much of a need for the Broncos really to go in and address anything on the offensive side of the ball, especially on the offensive line. I think Denver, for the most part, minus right tackle. We know the whole Juwan James situation is up in the air. I don't believe Denver really has to do much to address anything on the O-line or even on the offensive side of the ball so far this year. I mean, you could throw in maybe the argument of a backup quarterback uh, or a guy that's going to come in and compete with Drew Locke, but I don't view those as positions of need. In my opinion, I don't think quarterback is as big of a need as most people think. I may be in the minority there. That's perfectly fine. But I think all of Denver's needs this offseason that really need addressed come on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that there's a common consensus among some of the responses that I got from Broncos country as to what that is. And we're going to start things off with Ollie Fell at OJ Fell on Twitter says corner, linebacker, and quarterback. He says, I haven't looked at free agency fully, but those three positions need to be upgraded. I'm with you on cornerback. Now, my good friend Sarah Bedinger over there, predominantly orange, he's been posting some of these video montage clips of players. And one of the players he posted of was Akello Witherspoon, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers. And he may be the guy that if the Broncos don't want to go in and get a veteran guy like Patrick Peterson, which look, I don't know how Arizona is going to pay Patrick Peterson or you know keep him happy, obviously, with all of the, the money that's going to be now allocated to J.J. Watt and the, the defense that they have there with Buda Baker being one of the highest paid safeties. I imagine that Patrick Peterson is going to be a free bird here this offseason. I'd expect Denver to, to inquire there. But if the Broncos miss out on a guy like Patrick Peterson, I would love for them to go all in on Akello Witherspoon, who I think would be a perfect Vic Fangio cornerback. Uh, so obviously, you know, being able to look at his performance over the last couple of years, even in the Super Bowl, he's athletic, he's fearless, and he's not afraid to go against the best wide receiver on the other team. 
I think he would be a legitimate cornerback one option here for the Broncos, I think, to complement the skill set of what Bryce Callahan provides in the nickel. And then also he could be a guy that, you know, I think is similar in, in length and stature to a guy like Michael Ojemudia. I think he's faster, more athletic uh, than Michael Ojemudia. So th- he's one of those guys that's going to come up and tackle. He's not afraid to get dirty. He's not afraid to stick his nose in there. And that's exactly what Vic Fangio wants in his defensive back. And obviously defensive back coach Christian Parker. It's going to be his first year as the DB coach here for the Denver Broncos. He's going to have a fun position group to work with. And like I said, don't even sleep on Parnell Motley. I'm really excited to see maybe what Motley can do for Denver how he can develop a little bit further in Vic Fangio's defensive system. So, Ollie, thank you for your response, my friend. Next thing we're coming up to is my man Mark Luis at MA7290. says, cornerback, veteran quarterback, and D-line. He says, but this turns into linebacker if Denver brings back Shelby Harris. So right now, Mark, from what I'm understanding, you believe cornerback is one, having a veteran quarterback is another one, and then defensive line right now is the biggest priority unless the Broncos do re-sign Shelby Harris. I would agree with you on that. I would say if the Broncos let Shelby Harris go, I would say the D-line becomes probably the second most important position that Denver needs to upgrade in the offseason because if you lose Shelby Harris, if you lose Demarcus Walker, you have to get some other guys there. Look, Mike Purcell's coming off of a Liz Frank injury. You have McTelvin Ajima, a young guy entering year two of his career in the National Football League. And you have Draymond Jones, who's really phenomenal. Really like him, but we saw how decimated Denver was on the defensive line. And even Deshaun Williams. I hope the Broncos bring back Deshaun Williams. I think he had an absolutely massive role for them last year. He has a fit, I think, you know, in the next couple of years for Denver. As long as Vic's the head coach, I think Deshaun Williams has a really strong chance of being in camp and also being on the active roster for Denver this season. But I do agree with you that if, if Shelby Harris does walk and Demarcus Walker walks, I think that the Denver Broncos will really need some help on the D-line. I think it becomes priority number two. And cornerback obviously still stays there as well. Zan B21 says, outside of quarterback, in parentheses, he says, cornerback, Cheeto Bay Awuzie, obviously a CU product. He says, rat. He says right tackle, Matt Failer. I don't know if right tackle is a big need right now. Look, here's the deal. The Broncos, regardless, they are going to be playing Juwan James at right tackle unless Juwan James opts out of this upcoming season or he decides to retire. Denver at this point, if they're going to retain Von Miller, Kareem Jackson, and Shelby Harris, they cannot cut a guy like Juwan James. However, if the Broncos do let go of guys like Kareem Jackson or Von Miller, then I could imagine Denver will cut Juwan James because they could incur that cap hit because they'll have additional money freed up. It kind of offsets the overall balance there uh, that they would lose. Inside linebacker, he says Christian Kirksey. Yeah, potentially there. And like I, you know, I'm still going to say, anytime we hear inside linebacker, I, I'm always going to throw out there Justin Sternett and Josh Watson are still two players that are really developing in Denver. Now, Josh Watson, in my opinion, is not really necessarily the cover linebacker in a sense, but I think Justin Sternett is. So being able to see Josh Watson be one of those run filler guys, obviously played a tremendous role for Denver on special teams last year, I think has a you know a potential chance to put himself in a position to maybe crack the defensive rotation. I think it means that veteran guys like Joe Jones are gone. But right now the Broncos' depth at linebacker is, is pretty solid, but you still need that coverage guy, and I think Justin Stern could be the guy. And if there's a guy out there that maybe Denver feels like could be a better fit or it could be a guy that could accelerate them quicker than maybe where they think they could be at, I do believe that maybe that, that might be in play for them. Them. But yes, I think those are great suggestions as well. ZanB21, always interacting on Twitter. We're going to get to a couple more here. And that's our good friends over there at Orange Weekly. They do a weekly Broncos video show. They do a phenomenal job. I really like tuning into them. It's one of the only Broncos 
video type things, you know, where people get together and talk about them that I actually tune into besides Broncos country tonight. Um, these guys are all Broncos fans and I think they do a phenomenal job of bringing uh, just some information and some real legitimate talk. You never see any of this hot take stuff from them. Orange weekly on Twitter. Make sure you guys follow them. They do a phenomenal job. I really enjoy them. Uh, but they say free safety, re-sign Justin Simmons. Obviously I think that's the most important one there. Denver, that is their top priority is to get Justin Simmons re-signed. Uh, then they say cornerback. I, mean, I agree with you there. Right tackle. Kind of had that discussion just a moment ago that you really can't do anything about right tackle right now and the Broncos do have an in-house option in Calvin Anderson who look I'm absolutely excited about and I think that he's going to turn some heads of Broncos fans here I think he's got a legitimate chance this season and if Juwan James opts out in 2021 I really do believe that Calvin Anderson has a legitimate chance to start for the Broncos this upcoming season a couple more we're going to get to here Uganda's Joy 01 on Twitter says boundary cornerback Will Jackson draft a rookie Farley Horn Triller Gowan well in terms of boundary here's the deal about boundary corner. Boundary is usually the short, short side of the field. Michael Ojemudi has been playing a lot of the boundary. I don't think it really matters outside. Of, I think Denver needs a true legitimate cornerback one. I don't think any of those guys, you know, I think that you still draft a rookie. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm on board with Caleb Farley. I'm okay with that. Um, obviously, J.C. Horn, I'm a big fan of him as well. And even Patrick Sertain, I think the Broncos still need to draft a cornerback, but in free agency, they got to go out and get a guy that they believe can be cornerback one. And I think, you know, Kello Witherspoon, Cheeto Bay, Awuzie, uh, and even Patrick Peterson, those are the corners that can do that. I, the other guys, I just wouldn't mention right now. And then obviously drafting a guy. Um, and then they say inside linebacker, re-sign Alexander Johnson. They will put a second round tender on Alexander Johnson and then draft Jabril Cox out of LSU. I wouldn't be opposed to that. And then they say right tackle, draft a rookie, Dylan Raddins or Mayfield or maybe Lamb through free agency. I don't know if Denver's emphasis is really going to be to look at right tackle in the offseason. Uh, or if they do in the draft, it, you know, more likely it could be in round three, it could be round four. This isn't that strong of a tackle class going into this season as it was last year. And I imagine Denver might be looking at developing guys. Look, that's why Mike Munchak has kept Calvin Anderson on the active roster for the last two seasons. Ever since he was picked up off the practice squad from the New York Jets, the Broncos have kept him on the 53. So Mike Munchak has a lot of faith and a lot of belief in Calvin Anderson that maybe, maybe instead of looking at all these out-of-option you know, guys, maybe we take a look at the guys that are on the inside that the Broncos are developing, that we're not hearing too much about, which is a great thing. It could be end up, it could end up being one of the best surprises uh, I think that comes across for Broncos country going into this upcoming season. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to continue our top three Thursday. We're going to take a look at the top three interceptions that the Broncos had in the 2020 NFL season. But before we do that, folks, i got to tell you about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's a good friends of their BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA college basketball and the NHL they're in full swing and BetOnline even covers awards TV shows and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine BetOnline has you covered for all the news the scores and odds and it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up you can head to the website BetOnline.ag or you can use your mobile device to sign up today and you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code locked on. that's one word locked on at betonline.ag, Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And as we jump into the fourth quarter of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, I want to tell you guys about another show that we have going on here during the month of February here on the network. February's Black History Month and the Lockdown Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Lockdown Presents. 
more than the game. This week, we have two conversations for you to wrap up the month. First, a discussion on protest in sports across leagues. Then, tune in for a discussion on the importance of black history in sports, what's been achieved, and the important work left to be done, all in discussions on the Lockdown Presents podcast feed. Subscribe on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. But with that said, Broncos country, let's get into the action here in the fourth quarter of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Once again, I just want to thank you all for joining me here today. I appreciate you guys tuning in every single day, Monday through Friday, all year long with Lockdown Broncos coverage. Appreciate that there. Uh, But getting into our top three Thursday, we're taking a look back at the top three interceptions by the Denver Broncos last season. I tell you what, Denver didn't have too many interceptions last year, but the interceptions that they had were really huge. Justin Simmons obviously had five interceptions for the Broncos. There were some contributions from various other players. Denver didn't get enough interceptions, I think, defensively as a whole. But some of these interceptions that we're going to highlight were absolutely game-changing for the team. First off, we're going to start off with Justin Simmons and his interception that he had in Week 2 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the audio that is about to be played is courtesy of the CBS broadcast of the Broncos at the Pittsburgh Steelers in Week 2. That's what this Denver defense needs. They need to call the turnover. On third and 16, all kinds of time for Roethlisberger. And now throwing over the middle, and it is intercepted! Picked off by the Broncos. That is Justin Simmons. Simmons to this side of the field. The 35, the 30. And for the Broncos, that was such a big play and a pivotal moment there because the Broncos at that point, they were trailing 17-3. to Simmons' interception gave them some life coming into that third quarter, and obviously there would be a rally that would make the score of the game very close. You'd have Jeff Driscoll throwing a touchdown to Noah Fant to get the Broncos on the board there, get them going. And I think that Justin Simmons, any time that the Broncos needed a big-time play defensively, he would be there and he would make it. And I, you know, there's several times that go back, even in the Las Vegas Raiders game in the final game of the regular season, he comes up with a big interception when Denver really needs it. They needed to get a defensive stop and pops out of Waller's hands. He intercepts it. Justin Simmons is always there for those key moments. The New England Patriots game in week five, week six, what happens is Michael Ojemudia punches the ball out. Simmons is right there to recover it and obviously pick it up, and that gave the Broncos momentum to hold on to the lead there. Now, obviously, the offense made things interesting for Denver late in that game, but Anytime you needed Simmons to make a play, he did. And there was one key play that also stands out, and that's against the Miami Dolphins. Mad at the side of Fitzpatrick. Into the end zone, and intercepted, picked off by the all-pro Justin Simmons. Anytime we get Kevin Harlan on the call, folks, it is a beautiful thing. I love Kevin Harlan anytime he's doing any kind of play-by-play for the Broncos because he always accentuates the importance of the play. And for the Broncos there, too, Ryan Fitzpatrick was leading a comeback against the Broncos. The Broncos' offense kind of sputtered out a little bit. A Melvin Gordon fumble on the half-yard line led to a 90-yard Ryan Fitzpatrick drive. And right there, Justin Simmons came in out of nowhere, snatched victory for the Broncos. Just jumping that route there, that was an elite play. And I think it really boldens just how impactful Simmons was, right? We talked about it just a a few seconds ago. Anytime the Broncos needed a big play at any given moment, Justin Simmons was the guy that you could look to and say, hey, this guy's got it. And that's exactly what he provided. That's two of the top three interceptions that the Broncos had in 2020. They go to Justin Simmons. But the next one is going to go to a Broncos nickel cornerback who really stepped up and was arguably one of the best players on the defense last year alongside Simmons' Kareem Jackson. That is Bryce Callahan against the Los Angeles Chargers in Week 8. Herbert going to go for it all. End zone. It is intercepted. intercepted. 
And one thing I'll remember about that Bryce Callahan interception, you can make the argument between Kareem Jackson's big-time hit he had on the Chargers running back. I think that Bryce Callahan's interception on a pass intended for Mike Williams, which was a great throw, by the way. They were able to match up Mike Williams inside the nickel with Bryce, who obviously doesn't have the size advantage that Mike Williams does. But Bryce times it perfectly. He plays the ball in the air. He pulls it away. He intercepts it. That would be the catalyst right there to lead the Broncos on the comeback that they had because previously, on a couple plays prior to Bryce's interception, Drew Locke threw a really bad interception on a pass intended down the right sideline for Jerry Judy. It was one of those plays that I think everybody's starting to think like, okay, look, maybe Drew Locke is not the guy. The Broncos have nobody to challenge him. This was a game where Drew really struggled. And then after that interception there from Bryce Callahan, Drew found some way to get some more confidence and made some great throws. Obviously, a touchdown throw to Deshaun Hamilton. Give the Broncos some life. They would come back and win it at the buzzer 31-30 to in Week 8. But Bryce Callahan's contributions in 2020, Justin Simmons' interceptions as well, those ones make my top three interceptions for this past season. Broncos country, I'm eager to hear what your top three interceptions were for the Broncos this past season as well. Justin Simmons also had one against the Atlanta Falcons that I thought was a phenomenal play by him being able to make that. There was also a Justin Simmons interception on Justin Herbert and that very exact game that we were just talking about with Bryce Callahan. But uh, obviously eager for your thoughts and your interpretations as well. Tweet me at Cody Rourke NFL. Tweet the show at Lockdown Broncos. But that'll do it for today's episode Lockdown Broncos, folks, here on Thursday across Broncos country. Tomorrow's episode of the show, Free Agency Friday, and a little bit of Fun Talk Friday as we are joined by Mario Vitanzi at Mile High. Mario, we're going to be dishing it. You know, when Mario joins the podcast, he always keeps it real. He keeps it very uh, blunt, to be exact, as well. So we're going to talk about Mari. We're going to talk about his father and also what he projects for a free agency and the NFL draft. He's a mock draft maniac. He's constantly sending me mock drafts. So you guys get to hear from Mile High Mario and Patrick Chiodi on tomorrow's episode of the show alongside myself. Looking forward to talking with you guys once again. See you tomorrow on your favorite podcast provider for a brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos.